So the question is, how do busy dads get into great shape with limited time, space, and equipment, all while enjoying the process and without sacrificing family time? If you want to know the secrets to dialing in your nutrition, being consistent, and staying motivated to achieve your fitness goals once and for all, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kevin Torres, and this is the Dad Bod Wad Podcast. All right, welcome back to the show, my friends. I'm your host, Kevin Torres, and I'm all about helping new or soon-to-be dads get into amazing shape in as little as 15 minutes a day without sacrificing family time because I know all too well what it's like to be in the throes of early fatherhood and all the demands for your time are pulling for your attention here and there with work and your children and your wife that you eventually put your health and fitness on the back burner, right? It's the last thing you focus on. It's the thing that you're just like dying at the end of the day and on sitting on the couch being like, should I even work out? No way, right? And that's like one of the last, the, one of the first things to go, but it's one of the most important things. And when we let that go by the wayside, that's when we get the dreaded dad bod. But more than that, you know, that's just like a joke. But more than that, it's the health, the consequences that come with that, right? Then you're the heavy dad, the fat dad, and all of a sudden you're the out of shape dad. And then your kid wants to play and you don't have energy. Your kid wants to run around and everything hurts, right? And yeah, and that's not what we want to, that's not the type of legacy that we want to leave for our children, right? That's not the type of example we want to set for our wife and our children, we want our children to look up at, to us as like superheroes, right? Like, oh my God, this dad is the best, right? Like a super strong dad, super cool dad, super athletic, super you know fast dad, right? And it's only a matter of time before your two-year-old, three-year-old becomes an eight-year-old and nine-year-old and realizes that you're not that dad, right? So in order to avoid that sort of like realization, we're getting in shape, we're staying, we're prioritizing our health and fitness. And again, it doesn't have to be this huge overwhelming process where you're going to the gym for 90 minutes every day and you're eating nothing but grilled chicken and drinking protein shakes and you know and all that stuff um it's much more simpler than that and yeah that's what i teach my members in the forging elite fathers how to do without you know get into great shape without sacrificing family time all right so without further ado we're going to jump into today's episode and I wanted to share Nick's story with you because Nick is one of my members who has lost over 20 pounds going through the program and Nick is just an amazing guy, right? But he's a normal, regular guy just like you. He's a dad. He's a dad of a, of a, of a little toddler and he actually is a, he's a musician and he lost his job. He lost his gig at the height of COVID, right? Once COVID hit in March and everything, you know, in the entertainment world shut down, well, he lost his job too, right? So he's been home taking care of his kid while his wife is working and he's still found time to prioritize his health and fitness and, you know, made that, took that leap of faith and was like, you know what? I have to get this in check because, I'm a performer because I need, you know, my health and fitness to be a certain way because I know it that I've just lost my job, which is so counterintuitive, right? He just lost his job and then decided to invest in his health and fitness, right? So I want to share a story with you because it's an incredible story and I hope it inspires you to you know, to, to take that leap of faith to as a kickstart into your own health and fitness as well to 
make the changes that you need so that you can leave a legacy of health and fitness for your family or create a legacy of health and fitness for your family for generations to come. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Nick. And one last little note before we jump into that conversation, my audio is giving me a hard time. So I ended up, you know, having to not use my microphone and stuff. So if the audio is, you know, just a little lesson you're used to. I apologize about that in advance, but nonetheless, tons of value in that in, in that interview, value-packed interview. So go ahead and give that a listen. And without further ado, here's Nick. All right. Nick, thanks so much for being here. How you doing, man? You're welcome. I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, you notice my daughter's in the background there because um, it is nap time right now, which is when I normally try to schedule these things when both of my daughters are sleeping. That's when I like take me time. But you know, she's been like, she's four, four and a half now. She's kind of been getting like over the nap, blowing past the nap. Oh, she's four, not four and a half. And so she, uh, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> wants to stay awake during this time. And, you know, it, there's some validity there because like when we do put her down for a nap, she has like a difficult time falling asleep at night. So mm-hmm. like, like her normal bedtime is like 730 ish or so. And then like literally I could see her on the monitor still moving around at 9 p.m. or so. So maybe she's right. Yeah, maybe this is starting to be the time where <laughs> naps naps go out the window and it's Yeah. Oh man. So now we're trying like quiet time. Um, yeah. where it's like, okay, you could be awake, but you have to just be quiet and not interact with us. I will say for all the listeners, uh Kevin's daughter is playing very peacefully, like with her back to the camera, just like we're mess mining her own business right now. So shout out to Kevin's daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. Um, sweet man. Fr- friend of the show, Kevin's daughter. <laughs> the show. Um, so Nick, I'm really pumped and so glad that you're here because one, I wanted to share your story with, with, with the listeners um, because one, I think it's just like an amazing story. Like you're a stay at home dad, super impacted by COVID. You're not stay at home dad be- by choice. Right but it's, it's like impacted because of COVID. Um, through that, you still took action and you know, uh, invested in your health and fitness and, and sought help to, to getting into like shape. And in like, I think it was like by the 10th week mark or the 11th week mark, you were already down like 20 pounds, maybe even sooner than yeah. that when you got to 207, which was incredible. And um, so, and you've still been going, I think you're on like week 14 now and, you know, trudging along. And I think it's amazing. I just, I think uh, your story is like definitely worth everybody hearing, man. So thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Yeah. So why don't we just tell, you know, tell us a little bit about you. So like, where are you from? Like what sure. do you do? And, and uh, yeah. I'm from New York city, born and raised New Yorker. Um, I'm a musician. I've, uh, I come from a family of professional musicians and professional artists. Um, so like career wise, trying to do this, like I did my first union recording gig when I was 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. Um, I've been sort of in, in entertainment my whole life and watched my parents, um, you know, fight through a career in the city in, enter- in entertainment. They were not like famous famous people they were part of like the uh, like the small but very real like class of musicians and writers and dancers who like like make a living somewhat you know doing the thing um, my mom played piano in the hotels in new york city 
Awesome. And uh, my dad was on Broadway for a while and then he uh, pivoted to writing children's books. Wow. That's a weird pivot. I don't know how. Um, but, uh, but so I've been chasing this music career my whole adult life. And part of why I'm, part of why I'm a stay at home dad is that I was in a pretty solid gig before COVID started and then theaters across the country shut down. Um, and like, I could go get a, I don't know what, like a service job or, you know, um, I could, I could do something like that, but I also could take care of my son, which is also very expensive these days and also, and just prep for when the arts open up again. And part of prepping for when the arts open up again is getting in shape. I, I saw I, the, the show I was in before COVID closed, you know, they did these promo photos where we would do like a dry run of the show and, uh, and they would take pictures of us. And I looked at myself and I was like, man, like, like I'm supposed to be the romantic lead in this show. And I'm like, uh, you know, I hate to have negative body image. And there's, there's a very important distinction between unhealthy negative body image with which men have, like you and I both know, like this is, you know, it's stereotypically applied to women, but yeah. a lot of us men grow up hating our bodies in ways that's not healthy, but also, I work in entertainment. I, I really should look a certain way. And I also am really prone to gaining a ton of weight fast because I'm really tall and the weight just kind of comes on. You can't really tell until there's right. a lot of weight on. And so, you know, I was part of it's the vanity, part of it's the career stuff and part of it's how I feel, you know, because I don't realize I'm feeling sluggish and tired and my knees hurt until 30 pounds are on. Like someone, right. you know, someone who gains weight a little differently than me might notice it sooner. Um, so I figure, you know, when arts open back up, I'm going to come in leaner, meaner, and <clears throat> yeah. fitter. Like a Nick 2.0, right? Nick like 2.0. Cause I was so, also never, I was never like slim and young. Like a lot of dads are like, Oh, I want to look like I looked when I was young. Like I was like a relatively hefty guy from when I hit puberty to, to now, you know? So it'll be Nick 2.0. <laughs> so, um, when actually I remember it, it, you know, I'm always like, how did, how do people find me? Do they find me on Instagram? Do they find me through the podcast? And I actually realized that, um, we, I was doing free workouts on the Parksville parents blog. So yeah, it was just like free workouts for, for people who are at, at home, anybody who wanted to work out, uh, for like this, uh, like this, like super popular parent group. It's like a, a, yeah. a like a newsletter that goes out to like thousands of people, whatever. And I was doing these free dad bod workouts for Parkslow parents. And you were one of the people on there. So yep. that, that's pretty awesome. Right? Yep. It was early COVID. I needed yeah. something to do. I had been, I had been doing like CrossFit style workouts with a cast mate of mine in mm -hmm. our show a little bit. And I was like, Oh, these workouts rule. And it came up on the email and I was like, Oh, like some structure to my life. It was Monday. It's Monday mornings. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can do one thing. My wife, I, you know, I'm the stay-at-home dad now. And my wife can take care of the baby for, for the 45 minutes. And she's happy to see me working out anyway. And yeah, that's how I started. I was like totally down on like a quick workout. That's mm -hmm. awesome, man. So before we actually started working together, like, yeah, like what was going on? Like, how did you feel? You know, what, what, yeah. Like, just like, why did you seek out 
like those park slope workouts and eventually like working with me one-on-one? Couple things. First was the shock of the whole life change from COVID. I mean, these theater gigs do end. It's not like I lost a long-term job. I was on a six month contract, but it got cut in month four at, you know, it was shocking to move my whole family from Florida back to New York earlier than I thought and have nothing ahead. So it was, it was really great to have a new thing to focus on. I remember I spent a few weeks just taking care of the baby and sleeping. And then I started taking guitar lessons and I started doing the workouts the same week. I like needed something to focus on and to be regular at the same time. And then the other thing was, man, like those first weeks, like my, my response to stress is to comfort with food and rest. And so I was sedentary and I was probably eating a ton of food and ton of ice cream and unhealthy stuff. Um, And so it felt like, like step one in getting control over like my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that makes total sense. And so before Mm -hmm. you signed up, because actually I think when we first started working together, I was doing like a six week sort of like beta, beta run. Yeah. Um, but even, even with that, like what were some obstacles or, or anything that might've like held you back from like that initial sign up? Like what were some of your reservations? What were some of the things that you're like, ah, oh, should I really do this? Should I not do this? Um, is this right for me? What was anything that you were feeling along, the, along those lines? Um, as far as reservations, like, of course, money is always a reservation, yeah. right? Like, but I, I was thought back to it and I like, paid for all of those parcel parents workouts you put them up for free but you'd say hey like if you want to throw me five bucks or something like that and i mean as a musician i believe that people really should get paid for the shit for the sorry for the things that they produce um and so i'm all about that but like it's funny how a a relatively small expense can feel big when it's when it's a good choice whereas like in real life we'll like spend 300 bucks on like our friends and us like going out for drinks and some food at a bar you know, and not really think twice about it. Um, so at the beginning, I was like, oh, should I really be like in spending money on, on myself right now? Times are tight, but like they're not so tight that you can't squeeze out something for, for some ex- for exercise for one of like the most important things. Um, so money and then, I mean, I was going to say time was an obstacle, but that's part of the reason why I started with you because you have this whole whole paradigm around time. You know, it's not two hour workouts every day and it's not, um, you know, seven days a week, twice a day. You know, it's, you know, you're not working out with a professional athlete's schedule. You're like, I know you're a dad. And I I was like, I'm wrecked by the end of every day, taking care of my son running after this two-year-old who doesn't nap because it's COVID and his life has been turned upside down. Um, And so the, the idea that like I could fit these in in the morning either before he got up or like while he was playing pretty happily by himself, um, made it pretty smooth, I think. That's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad you got over that hurdle and that you took the leap of faith and jumped right in. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't jump right in. I did a six week beta program, you know, yeah, it was true. like, <laughs> and, then I, and then I jumped. That's true. I mean, yeah, I, it, it's funny that you mentioned like, like the money, where you know like where we spend their money and like what we sort of like value as as like a thing because it's true like i actually just now like ended up 
right before this call bought a pair of shorts that I probably didn't need, right? Mm-hmm. There, there was $70. <laughs> But they had it was a different color than the thousands of other pairs of the exact same pair that I have. <laughs> but I was like, but it's a different color. And I'm like, do I really need these? And it's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And it's just thinking about like what we spend our money on and like what we value versus, um, you know, and then like the things that are actually going to like help us or change us. There's like so much, you know, like trepidation, right? Like people debate whether or not they should spend $20 on a book, right? Mm-hmm. That may or may not change their life. Um, but they'll easily drop like twenty. That's the price of two beers. Yeah, but yeah, easily spend twenty dollars on like in New York City or, at least. You know, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> One beer in New York City. <laughs> um, no, it's so, so it's a good point. But so, all right. So you signed up. You did the beta program. Then you go into the actual full twelve week program. And like, what what did you get as a result of of being like your first round of forging elite five? Because you're already in round two. I'm on round two. <laughs> yeah. So like, what did you what did you find? Like, or what did you develop? Or what did you learn about yourself? Like during that first round. Um, I learned a lot about my own strength. I learned my own body in a way that I really haven't known it. I've always been someone who I've always been in relatively good shape, and paradoxically gained and lost like gained weight pretty consistently because I would exercise like enough to be, to have a pretty strong springy body, but not enough to really keep the weight off. So I would eat like a crazy person and gain, 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 but also be running pretty regularly. So I would just be like, kind of like a hefty guy running and not really seeing that many. Every now and then I would see results if I really kept it under control for a little while, but doing strength training mixed with some running, it really got me in touch with the rhythms of my body and the way I metabolize food yeah. and what the first couple of weeks, like you, you remember my graph, like I dropped a ton of weight at the beginning and that's probably because I was super bloated um, from poor food decisions and eating, you know, drinking beer and eating lots of drinking lots of coffee, drinking lots of beer and eating lots of sugar. <laughs> um, but as the, as the weight, tapered out. You know, I lost a lot of weight quickly, which I think a lot of people do when they join a program. And then it started tapering and, and, and going down like a steady, um, a steady slope instead of a curve. Mm-hmm. And I began to like learn when I was recovered from a workout, when I was full, like I was just so much more in touch with the way my body used food and recovered from exercise on a like within one week on a day-to-day basis started, it was pretty cool to get in touch with that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And what about the nutrition side of things? Oh man. Well, it's the, the workouts and the nutrition work really well together. And I think one of the big things you told me at the beginning, like one of our first calls was you analyzed all my eating and I had done, I did Weight Watchers for a while. My mom and I did Weight Watchers together. It was like a thing we did together and it worked. I lost some weight. Um, but tracking was something I had done before, but changing my behavior based on the tracking, not so much. And you were like, oh, what are you having for breakfast? And I was like, I'm having an egg, maybe some oatmeal. And you were like, okay, okay. And then by the time the afternoon came around, you noticed that I was like grazing and snacking and going for sugar all the time. And building a meal schedule and following five ounces of protein, five ounces of carbs, an ounce of fat. Like that didn't seem like enough food when you said it, 
And then the day I started weighing my food out, you know, I have, I have a scale. I already had one because I'm a, a baker and I'm obsessive about weight and weighing things. But like that breakfast is a big breakfast. That was a lot. That was way more breakfast than I was eating. And even lunch, even five, five, one for lunch was a lot more food than I would normally eat for lunch. Mm-hmm. And so it was crazy to be full at the beginning of the day. And like, and then the snacks, basically because you had me on a schedule of snacking of like, oh, has it been two and a half hours since you've eaten? Yeah, go ahead and snack. I would have like a protein shake or some yogurt or some, or some string cheese and, and fruit or something like that. And it would really just not make me go for the, the childish food, like sugar and handfuls of stuff that I would normally eat. Um, so it's kind of crazy to, it's not crazy. It makes a ton of sense, but it feels counterintuitive to have lost 20 pounds and done it essentially eating more than I normally do, you know, eat, instead of a light breakfast, a right. light lunch, and 5,000 snacks, and then a huge dinner, <clears throat> you know, it's just balanced throughout the day. Yeah, but dude. it does require effort. Yeah. Like, we I have, have to keep remembering. I could, you know, I could just, <laughs> you know, I could snack away and then eat a tiny breakfast tomorrow, but it's like consistency, you know, every morning check back in be like, what am I having for breakfast? Oh yeah. Five ounce, five ounce, one ounce. Yeah, and we can talk about like that effort and that consistency here in a second. But <clears throat> you know, there's a, that such a misconception, and it's not even a misconception it's that most people just don't understand these. You know, like like how much food their body really needs because nobody's ever really teaching them. It's not like in the health industry it's like best interest, right? It's usually just like talking more about exercise and exercise and exercise and this new fitness thing and this new supplement. But like you said, like most of us are under eating, especially like busy dads who are just like pressed for time. Like so many guys I get enough call with, they're like, yeah, I kind of don't eat breakfast and then I'll have, I'll have lunch. And it's like, dude, you're just going for hours without eating. Of course, you're going to be the first time you see a Snickers just sitting at your, on your desk, or you walk into the office and there's a box of donuts there or a box of jelly beans. Like, of course you're going to have all that stuff because your blood sugar is so low. You're hungry for anything that's in sight. And of course, it, it makes sense that you would eat that stuff all day. So I remember for you, it was grazing on snacks all, all day, every day, like the chocolate-covered cherries and all that stuff, just every time you walk into the kitchen, because uh, you were always- Those cherries hungry. were good, though. Yeah, of course they are. But you know, because you're always hungry, right? So you mentioned like um, the effort it takes and like the consistency um, piece. Like, w- What do you mean by that? I was reading this article the other day and I hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought about forging elite fathers in this way, but I forget. It was like an athlete maybe mm-hmm. talking about like developing, I forget what, but they said like nothing beats consistency. And this was in the, this was like in the context of learning. I forget if it was like someone learning, like a basketball player developing a shot who had been a good defensive player, but like couldn't shoot or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was like, there are so many tricks you can, you can employ that work pretty quickly, but like those can be beaten by whatever. And for me, it's temptation from sugar, but consistency, like checking in every day, there's nothing that can knock that down because sure. I will screw up one morning or I will, um, the other morning 
my wife slept in and she doesn't get to sleep in a lot. So it felt really good to let her sleep in, but we live in a one bedroom and we sleep in the living room because our baby is in the bedroom. So I didn't make breakfast for like two hours and you're supposed to eat right when you wake up. So I definitely was like letting my blood sugar dip. And that was like, definitely not on plan, but consistency also means like take that and go, okay, that, that did not go according to plan. I'm going to do lunch. Right. And then the next morning, you know, I'm going to do dinner. Right. And then the next morning I am going to eat within an hour of waking up and I am going to do my five, five and one and like consistency constantly checking back in with your goals and slowing things down means that what you could call a failure, you know, a bowl of cereal at 10 AM and that's it for breakfast is just a blip. Yeah. And it's just one breakfast. That's not good enough out of 10. Whereas if you're trying to meet a crazy standard with some funny trick, a bowl of cereal at 10 AM is just going to knock you off the totally off the mountain. Yeah. And there are obviously like different things that work for different people, right? Like some people might be able to sort of like live off of one or two meals a day and it works for them. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and the, and then on the, the inverse of that are, you know, people who are so rigid that they're all or nothing and they feel as though like if they miss one of their meals from a meal plan or one of their diet things, right? Or if they're in ketosis and they have a carb, God forbid, then they're out of keto, then they're losers forever and they should never try again, right? And I'm so shaking like, my head for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and so you feel like you get out of it and you're like, well, I might as well just quit forever then, right? And you make yeah. no effort to get... And you know what you just mentioned is like consistency doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Yeah. Consistency means like, you know, four out of five meals or five out of seven days, right? Six out of seven days a week or three weeks out of four weeks. Or even if you go two or three days on like some crazy binge because you're either in like this downward spiral or, or maybe you're, you're on a vacation with your wife or something, mm-hmm. then when you get home, you know what to do, right? You just yeah. get right back on the horse and, and sort of like fix it. Um, how did how did the uh, the accountability piece like help you throughout throughout this entire process? Oh my gosh! Like the, the daily check ins or the weekly calls or any of that. I think that's the structure of consistency. Maybe for other people, um, consistency able to check in with you in the mornings, call every week or every couple weeks um, meant. There's like you, it's about building friction. You love to talk about building friction between yourself and taking away other kinds of friction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's like a little speed bump if I'm starting to eat crappily. Um, or if um, the workouts feel a little bit too hard and which means I'm gonna slack off a couple in a row. The like building in a rhythm of accountability means you can always either stop a bad habit but you never stop a good habit. Like account, it's a cool, it's like a one-way, it's like a it's like a one-way door. Like if things are going well, we would do our call and I'd be like, right. things are great. And that didn't slow me down. Um, there was one week where things were going well and you were like, I think you might be the kind of person who, um, I forget what you said, but it was like, I, and you're right. I'm the kind of person who can kind of slide after a really good week. Like a victory can be the one of the worst things that can happen to me. Like I just, I'm like, cool, I nailed it. And then I like, let things slide. And it, and it really feels like when things were going well, the calls only helped to keep them going well. And when things were going poorly, they would help just turn them around or the daily check-ins, you know, would, would, would I, it's, I'd say, yeah, I had 
a bunch of ice cream last night. I didn't really <laughs> eat dinner. And I, and then, and it would help me think about what I ate yesterday and, and get back in on it the next day. And, you know, for people who don't know, like the first couple of weeks, I would even say like the first 12 weeks of my program is really just about creating awareness and, mm-hmm. and like that foundational, like sort of like habit building piece, right? Yeah. Because everybody wants like something to work in like the first couple of weeks or even a 90 day program or a 12 week program, right? And like, yes, we're going to make incredible gains in those 90 days in those 12 weeks, right? We're going to, we're going to see like huge weight drops in those first couple of weeks and then, and then level off and sustain that weight loss, like to one or two pounds a week. Um, but really like the, 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 the transformation is like a long-term process, you know, it's like the long game where, um, you know, right now we're just building habits and laying the foundation so that yeah. like, like the, you start doing this with automaticity until it becomes a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just a normal part of your lifestyle. And then a year from then or, or whatever the timeline is, it's not only a lifestyle, but it's like your identity. It's like who you are as a person. It's like anybody who meets you would be like, oh yeah, that's just, that's Nick, the fit guy. You know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Nick, the guy who, you know, watches what he eats when he goes out to restaurants. He runs like a ridiculous person every weekend with his kids, you know, like that's just your identity. Yeah. And, um, and so that, but to get there takes a lot longer than people want, wanted to take, which again, because of the fitness industry and their marketing of like, you know, 30 day this or 21 day fix or 90 day that. And it's like, yes, you can see results in, the, in that amount of time, but to create like sustainable lifelong habits, that's a lifestyle that becomes eventually your identity is going to take a lot much, a lot of work, right? And a lot of, like you said, consistency. So yeah, and and yeah. a part of that is like in the in the beginning is getting those that daily accountability, those check-ins every single yeah. day. How'd you sleep? How are your hunger levels? Anything on your mind? Uh, anything coming up today that might that might you know throw you off your game plan? Like you know, date with your wife, or in-laws are coming into town, so you're gonna have to take them out to dinner, or something like that. That we might want to strategize around, you know. Um, and so yeah, and I find like a lot of guys those questions, you know, while repetitive are still helpful reminders. Like what's one thing you're grateful for, you know, those were great. Those, those (laughs) are awesome. Those morning things. Um, so if there was somebody on the fence of like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to, you know, to, to lose 20 pounds in 12 weeks. I'm ready for this to become a lifestyle or, or for it to become like a part of my identity. Like, what would you tell somebody who might still just be on the fence about just taking that leap? Hmm. I would say you can edit this long silence. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to think of the smartest thing to say. Um, I mean, for me, it's funny to, it's, this might not sound like it makes any sense, but like, like you got to start at the beginning and if you need a change, like it doesn't make any sense to not commit for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, yeah, sure. Like if you, if you really want to make a change and you want to develop some new habits, it, it, you're telling yourself that like, Oh yeah, I want to, I really should do, you know, a few days of, oh, could I just do a week or something like that? Mm-hmm. But, but that's not really a commitment. And that's not like, 
like just as you said, it's a long process. So 12 weeks is a pretty short commitment if you think about it. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know. I, I want to say just try it for a little while, which means like for me after like a few days, I was like, oh, this is really right for me. But if you're going to try it for a few days, you have to do it for a long time because the benefits are so good. I mean, like the way you feel is is pretty undeniable yeah well how do you feel i mean because we i don't even i feel about, awesome i don't even think i asked you that <laughs> i feel good i feel like uh like what have you weights, been able to achieve um i lost definitely I've, I've been as low as like 22 pounds from my like 227 peak yeah um the weight loss has leveled off but that's what weight loss does mm-hmm. um and I look a lot different. Like I'm seeing myself, seeing the pictures every, every week. And there's like, I got, I dropped a bunch of like size right at the beginning, but like, I'm starting to like sculpt in a way that I have never, ever been in my life. That's awesome. Um, and I feel, I wake up in, oh my gosh, I wake up in the morning, like excited for the day. And I, I've also struggled with depression and anxiety in my whole, in my whole life. And the feeling of waking up in the morning and be like, cool, I have a morning writing routine that I do every single morning. I have a check-in, I have a workout, I have this meal that I'm gonna make myself. I've like, I've been excited about starting the day for so many days in a row, like more days in a row than ever in my life. Like the positivity that I feel and the like the the fewer crazy ups and downs of my mood, like my mood has been a big, big issue for me my whole life. and being like in a pretty decent place like some days not so great some days pretty great but like much much steadier mood wise has been a a huge benefit and when your mood is okay you can work out when your mood's okay you can watch your food and when your mood's not good you you soothe with sugar and you decide not to work out yeah man it's so true and you know it you know we don't really touch on this too much in the program but you know just that connection between like mental health and, you know, gut health, you know, endorphins and all that stuff, right? That people don't really like, really make that connection, right? It's like, oh, if you have depression, treat it this way, as opposed Mm. to like taking like this sort of like holistic approach, like, hey, you could probably eat more greens, probably should go for some runs, go get some sun, you know, like start feeling good, start eating well. And like, you know, that depression will probably also like, you know, be be sort of like offset to some extent. But It's a self-feeding system. Yeah, dude. If you need to take, if you need to treat your depression with a, with a, maybe an antidepressant, I'm, I do some natural um, remedies that I was actually prescribed from by a doctor, but they, um, they were like, try this, this natural um, herb before you, before I prescribe you some antidepressants, it might work for you. And it does, but like that helps me make the decision to sign up with you, which helps me work out, which helps me, you know, like, like, treating everything is the right thing to do not just treating one thing yeah you know totally man um before we sign off is there anything else that i didn't ask you that you'd want to share that i might have just overlooked or anything that you wanted to just say off the top of your head to anybody who's on the fence or anybody who's listening or to me or anything i've just been thinking about consistency and to like like if you think if you think that if you are, need a change today and you think that like on your own, you can consistently build like a workout and eating regimen and stick to it for six months, like go for it. But I don't, 
I don't know that I couldn't have done it without some help. Um, and I think it's a, a relatively small commitment to make to like sign up for, for 12 weeks and then see how you feel. Um, consistency, consistency, consistency. Totally, man. I love that. <laughs> uh, Nick, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to hop on a call for, for sharing your story and for uh, just being like so awesome and being so committed and, and committed to yourself and investing in yourself and, you know, just doing the things that you need to like be a better dad also. Yeah. Thank you. Can I plug, can I plug my podcast? Yeah. I'm about to to start season two of my baseball podcast. (laughs) It's a very like lighter hearted, slightly comedic take on the baseball season. Um, We did not do the COVID baseball season because it was COVID and all of our lives were upside down, but uh, it's called lead off grand slam. Uh, It's really funny. And the theme song is the best podcast theme song anyone has ever had. Uh, And season two will be up in what is it it's november so we'll probably have season two starting uh in early december lead off that's that's awesome man um i didn't even know you had a podcast we would have led with that um (laughs) lead off grand slam yep think about it and the the theme song um my wife and i just started watching uh moneyball last night so we we usually watch movies in like three day intervals because we we just can't commit to two and a half hours of it so we do like 45 minutes here 40 minutes there episodic Um, watching it's a thing yeah it's totally normal Uh, that's why we watch all of our movies i don't know when the last time i sat down for three hours but um so it's funny that you mentioned the baseball thing because we just started watching baseball sweet um dude i'm gonna listen to that podcast and to hear the best song ever although the dad by watch podcast boom 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 mm-hmm. it's gotta ring listen <laughs> listen it's pretty good but but mine has lyrics <laughs> uh, this is this is my my biggest strength as a musician is the small bite-sized melodies that people can remember nice Love it, all right man. all right thank you so much and uh i'll you know i'll talk to you soon so there you have it my thanks again to nick for coming on to the show and sharing that story with us such an incredible story again i'm so proud of him for the progress that he's made and the fact that he's continually investing in his health and fitness and has the long view right 20 he's not stopping at 20 pounds he's going to break 200 and get down to 199, 198, 195, and beyond. And I'm super excited to see that progress and share that progress with you all. All right, folks, if you found this episode helpful, if you found this episode useful or inspiring, I would love for you to leave this episode a five-star review on your podcast player. Open up your iPhone, take out the podcast app, boom, hit that five-star review and leave a little uh, comment as well. That would mean a, a ton to me. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode every single Tuesday. I don't want you to miss these value-packed episodes. All right? So with that, I hope you're having an awesome, safe holiday season. If you're listening to this in real time, it's Thanksgiving week, so enjoy the time with your family. And I will talk to you guys next week. Until then, keep forging elite fathers. Let's go. Let's go.